Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. We'll talk some football. I'm going to rate the quarterbacks. Yes, you know I love a good list. We're going to rank the quarterbacks in the NFL. You know who's getting a lot of love? I'm not sure why. Justin Fields of the Bears. Could he be a dark horse MVP candidate? Yeah, I guess. But if you're talking about how good will the Bears be for you to win the MVP, usually it's formulaic. you got to win a certain number of games, maybe get to the playoffs. That would help. When's the last time there was an MVP who didn't make the playoffs? You have to. This isn't baseball. Baseball, I remember a couple of times. I think Cal Ripken won an MVP, didn't make the playoffs. Andre Dawson with the Cubs, A-Rod. You know, if you have a spectacular year, That'd be like um, Justin Fields rushing for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns and throwing for 3,500 yards. And the Bears would be good. But uh, we'll talk some football with the quarterback rankings. And everybody wants to know, where's Dak Prescott on that list? We'll answer that for you coming up. Also, J.J. Watt. Oh, Oh, retirement tour. He's joining us. He's going to be working for... CBS this upcoming season, in-studio analyst. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. If you're watching on Peacock, thank you. That's our streaming partner and our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio as well. USA overnight ties Portugal and advances to the knockout round. They could have easily lost this one. Now they advance, and this is the knockout round. They don't have a lot of offense. Now you can say, hey, they've only given up one goal. Okay, you're going to have to score a little bit here as you advance. But the world is caught up. This has happened to us with basketball. Where the dream team happened, we were crushing everybody. Then all of a sudden, everybody saw the dream team and said, oh, this is great. Let's try to get a team that can compete with them maybe in the next couple of Olympics. I think that's where we are with women's soccer. A lot of these countries didn't even have teams. You know, if you go back you know, 15, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, and it feels like those who have had teams are getting better, and the United States right now is sort of teetering. 
Confidence can't be at an all-time high, I don't think. Uh, it certainly shouldn't be. Seton, what did you take away from uh, the women against Portugal? Uh, well, I didn't watch the match, so I don't really know. But I did uh, think that the game against Portugal was going to be tough, uh, even though they're uh, debutantes this year. This is the women's first Portuguese women's first World Cup. They're just they're better than your average first timer, um, and Portugal is clearly a country that has a great soccer history, so they know how to make great soccer players. Now that they're finally investing in the women's game, they they should be good for a long time, you know. But this coming into the World Cup, we we talked about it, but we knew that this wasn't going to be the cakewalk that a lot of people thought it was going to be. They're clearly down uh, this year, whereas other teams are on the rise. The next match will be in how many days? Do we we know what the draw is? Uh, I think it's probably going to be. I think it was either Sweden or Italy. Italy is a much more favorable matchup than Sweden. Sweden is a really good team. That's going to be tough. All right, so uh, Team USA ties Portugal, advances to the knockout round. Baseball trade deadline later on today, and the Angels keep coming. The Angels closing in on the wild card, maybe even the division right now, but the trade deadline officially here, Shohei Otani won't be moved, but... This 6 p.m. trade deadline still provides teams a unique opportunity to improve their rosters one more time. And this has happened to multiple teams and helped propel them into a deep playoff run. You go back to last year, the Padres, Juan Soto, Josh Hader, Josh Bell, they reached the National League Championship Series. 2016, the Cubs brought in Araldis Chapman, and he helped end the World Series drought. 2015, the Mets picked up Ioannis Cespedes, and he had 17 home runs after the trade, propelling the uh, New York Mets to the World Series. So there's plenty of players available. You don't have big-ticket items here, but with 18 total teams currently boasting winning records, this afternoon could prove to be really important in who wins the World Series come October. 877-3DP-SHOW, operator Tyler standing by, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question duties. I know it's going to be in the back row, but it feels like Todd Fritz is grabbing that baton from Seton. You want me to read a few of these? No, that's when you talk, Todd. <laughs> they, grab, they fumbled uh, a baton. Yeah, and you just dropped it. After a nil-nil tie with Portugal, how do you feel about Team USA's chances to win the World Cup? I still believe they're going to win their third straight. They will dust themselves off and do well, but won't win at all. Good luck with that. Coming from an Alex Morgan Fox World Cup promo with other countries okay. looking to uh, try to take them down. Okay. Dang. All right. All right. Take it a shot at our choices. girls. Dang. I'm a big Alex Morgan fan, but good luck with that. It has to be an option. Of course, you're a big Alex Morgan fan. Uh, what else do you have to What are your expectations for today's MLB trade deadline, the big day? There will be some major moves in the coming hours. Nothing of much significance is going to happen. We already know Tani's staying with the Angels, so who cares? I'm stressing about whether Justin Verlander gets dealt or remains a New York Met. Okay. These are really wordy poll questions. When the calendar turns to August, I'm dot, dot, dot. Excited because college and pro football are on the horizon. Pumped for baseball stretch run and pennant races. Depressed because summer's going by too fast. Bummed because it's almost time to go back to school. Well, what's the difference between depressed because summer is going by too fast or bummed because it's almost time to go back to school? Because one is specifically about students that still have to go back to school. Anyone can uh, relate to summer going by too fast at uh, any generation. Okay. Yes, Eden. So Paul actually sent in a, a question, too. Uh, wor worst month of the year, okay. August, February, or other. People are down on August. 
Why? I don't know. What's wrong with August? I'm down on July. Whoa. Easy. What? What? Wait, are we talking sports months or just regular months? It's whatever your definition is. But amongst the reasons August sucks is football's not here yet. It's about to be here, but it's not. It's scalding hot and it's been scalding hot all summer and you're not getting a break yet. Not till September. Sports are, you know, preseason football is okay. It's like it's like the precipice of greatness of September and fall. Yeah, but July, you're further away from the start of football. It is still hot, and there's no meaningful sports then. July, though, is prime summer. It's the fun part of summer. And also, August reminds you of being a child. When August 1st would hit and you knew you had to go back to school, you're like, oh, no. It's like it's like being marched down the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like saying like, uh, Christmas Eve sucks because it's not actually Christmas. Like, not really. It's like the day before. You're leading up to it. Yeah. August is sort of the Christmas Eve of football. I bet you August wins this poll. <laughs> I like August. I got 10 on August. Okay. Oh, so you got August winning. Over it's February? And I'm telling you that I like August. Yes. Okay. February. All right. Let's. Uh, but but, but let's... you were saying the question is the worst month. You're saying it's August. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say it's a great month. All right. Yeah. What's the worst month of the year? July. Right. Sports wise. So you would vote other <laughs> in this question then. You I'm, would I, I would throw February in there as well. Well, I think those of us that love freedom and independence like July, Dan, but that's just me. <laughs> you are a true patriot. Uh, My bad. Indeed. Uh, any other poll questions that, that we may have? You know, February used to stink, but then the NFL decided we're going to take February 2 and kept bumping the Super Bowl back to where it's like, like February 13th or something now. They kind of took half of February. Yeah. Still, though, if your team's not in there. Right. It's not a good Super Bowl. And then you got the, it's a, that's a real crash. Like you get a real good high and then all of a sudden you crash yes. that, that Monday. It's like, oh my God, no football for how many months here? Marvin, you have a month that you want to talk about. The best month is October. Okay, but well, that yes. wasn't the question. No, I know. <laughs> no, I'm well when, aware. When, you're, you're you not, said, do I have any? You can't change the rules. You said, Marvin, do you have Marvin. any comments? Go ahead. Worst month. August. Okay. All right, fine. Then that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Nobody said what's the best month, Marvin. It's October, though. <laughs> best month poll is not till next month. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. What's so great about the April-May combo? Fair they point. don't really offer anything. It's fair. <laughs> April-May? What? Good golf. My birthday. Well, mine's in July, so. <laughs> Once again. Worst month. July is <laughs> My dad's is in August, so I'm going to keep that one off the list. <laughs> I love that this is one of the better debates of our show. Yes, Todd, what? I got to go with October being the best month. I'm going no, with Marvin. we're not doing best <laughs> month. That's like universally recognized. Uh, October's fantastic. Especially on this show. Okay. What, Marvin? Yeah, August. Oh, back to school. Oh, we got to get our school supplies ready. Oh, this sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Who needs school? Like, exactly. My mother would be like, Marvin, the girls like it when you can read. <laughs> I was like, really? Are you sure, though? That never helped me. I was, was going to say, hey, I've seen some ladies with their choices. She was like, Marvin, I swear. Yeah. What was it about Marvin that you loved? Oh, he could read. Then that, that, you know what? It could last a lifetime. My wife said, read out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like green eggs and ham. 
Uh, Keeper's Heart, award-winning Irish-American whiskey. Nobody's ever done this before, bringing the two rich heritages together. You got the Irish-American whiskey-making traditions, and you got a master distiller. He pretty much created everything over in Ireland. Jameson, then he came over here to the States, and he's created Keeper's Heart. So you got the uh, complexity of American whiskey and the boldness, well, the boldness of American whiskey and the richness and smoothness of Irish whiskey. Put them together and you got an award winner. Ask for it when you go into your uh, favorite store. Uh, Let's see. Let's settle on a poll question. Are we going to go with worst month? Is that what we're starting out with today? Mm, It's it's possible. It's it's on the list for sure. Okay. Uh, Can you believe Pee Wee Herman was uh, 70 years old? Um, no, when I... Sorry, see, Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman passed away at the age of 70. I I remember watching the movies. I didn't watch the show. But I, I thought uh, Pee Wee's Big Top was uh, was pretty funny. There were some good things in there. Um, and he was also in other uh, movies and TV shows. He, he was a drug dealer in Blow. Uh, but he had been in, a, I think, a variety of things, but uh, found fame as... Uh, yeah, Pee Wee Herman. The first movie he made, it yeah. cost $7 million to make. It made $50 million just in the first month. Yeah. Yeah, Marv. Is anybody else in that category of, hey, his name was Paul Rubens, but everybody knows him as Pee Wee Herman, almost like uh, Jaleel White? Like Urkel. Oh. Right. Is anybody else in that category of Jaleel White better known as Steve Urkel or Paul Rubens better known as Pee Wee Herman? Uh, Gilligan. Bob Denver. He was... He was Gilligan. Oh, that uh, was his name? Leave it to Beaver, Jerry Mathers, Beaver. Um, yeah, I think there's Hollywood's littered with uh, people like that. That one name, then they think that that's who, you know, what your name is. You know, one character. Yes. Uh, we used see. to do that with Entourage. <laughs> We'd have a lot of be like, hey, E. Oh, I know. Like, that's not my real name. I know. <laughs> When, when, when Turtle would come yeah. on. Hey, it, Turtle, we have a Turtle on. So that's not my real name. I know. Turtle goes, uh, and remind Dan, my name is Jerry. Yeah, that's not my real yeah, name. Yeah, I know, but hey, we're having Jerry Farrar on. Who's that? Turtle, an entourage. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you, you have that. Fonzie from Happy Days, you know, Henry Winkler for a long time. You got those iconic people. Uh, who is the uh, Seinfeld? Uh, Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Richards? Last Michael name? Richards. Michael Richards. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll settle on a poll question. Phone calls are always welcome. Operator Tyler is standing by. J.J. Watt a little bit later on. We will have the uh, rankings of the quarterbacks. That'll be coming up next hour as well. Let's take a break. 15 after the hour. Dan Patrick Show. Kings Hawaiian. Slider Sunday. The next great weekly mealtime ritual. Perfect way to enjoy your summer, by the way. If you're going to uh, gather around the barbecue, the kitchen table, any great summer get-together starts with food. And that means King's Hawaiian can't be far behind. Great slider combinations. You know, it's like you're watching Greg Maddox pitch. Like, great slider combination. That's what King's Hawaiian had. See what I did with that, Todd? It was a slider. super clever by you. Thank you, Todd. By the way, kingshawaiian.com. You're looking for a little recipe inspiration? How about blackened ahi tuna sliders? So I got the ahi. I got Cajun spices, passion fruit wasabi mustard, topped with tomato and baby arugula. Why is it a little baby arugula? Uh, All served on the OG King's Hawaiian Original Sweet Rolls. Man, does that sound good. 
Slider Sunday. You don't have to wait till Sunday, but King's Hawaiian wants you to make every Sunday a Slider Sunday. Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store. Pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Had some injuries yesterday. The Broncos have lost wide receiver Tim Patrick again. That's back-to-back training camps where he's now lost an Achilles injury. Also, the Colts have lost their backup running back, Zach Moss, who's a good running back. He was with Buffalo, and he was that insurance running back with what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. But now he's out. He broke his arm, so he's out a month. And then you start to wonder... Where does Dalvin Cook fit into all of this? Because he's still, and Zeke Elliott, I guess. But uh, he went to the Jets, and I don't know if he was going to the Patriots. He didn't uh, give us any kind of indication one way or another if he was going to the Patriots, or at least meeting with them. But he did go to the Jets, and the question is, are they going to uh, bring him back in for that 
KJ Hamler out indefinitely, a heart-related issue. So that's another wide receiver. So you got uh, Cortland Sutton. You're good with him right now, Todd. Yeah, or- Sutton and Judy are still, uh, you know, workable, but uh, it's still a bad hit. Two years in a row for Patrick is just awful. All right, uh, let's see. A couple of phone calls in here, and uh, I was wondering about this: that you see some of these teams in baseball, and like Baltimore. Baltimore was bad, and now leading the division. And that opportunity to go from worst to first. In the NFL, it happens every year. It feels like there's at least one team in 18 of the last 20 years. So this is since 2003. At least one team that finished in last place in its division the previous year won the division the next year. 2022, the Jags, the NFL team that went from worst to first. A total of 24 teams have gone from worst to outright first place in their division over that 20-year span. But in baseball, how often does it happen where you go from worst to first? Not very often. In the last 20 years, seven teams have gone from worst to first in their division. The most recent team to do it, the 2016 Boston Red Sox. The last baseball team to go from worst to first, uh, the Red Sox, uh, since that last one, uh, the Red Sox in 2016, seven NFL teams have gone from worst to first over that same time period. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We also had Peter King on yesterday. Peter's been visiting camps. This is his 40th year covering the NFL. And he was in Buffalo. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Buffalo, whether it's the coach, whether it's the quarterback, Stefan Diggs, all, everybody under the same umbrella. And then you got the unique situation of DeMar Hamlin. He is probably the most... Uh, recognized, uh, notable football player, you know, going across all platforms because football fans know him, but then your mom or your grandmother, uh, other people who aren't football fans, he's not even a starter. But, uh, you know, he, he died in front of us twice before brought back to life. So now he's in camp at his first practice, and Peter King talked about there could be an odd situation coming up. But first, let's hear from DeMar Hamlin with his first day at practice. Uh, man, it feels amazing. It's a roller coaster of emotions. I was kind of all over the place, you know, just kind of being back for the first time. Like, I uh, pretty much lost my life playing this sport. You know what I'm saying? So to come back and do it all over again, you know, it's just a, you know, it's, it's all over the place. You know what I mean? But I'm rooted in my faith. I'm rooted in, you know, the love of, that I receive from my family, uh, my teammates, you know, and the love all around the world. That just, it, it keeps me going. Okay. Now comes Peter King, who was there at camp, realized everybody waiting to get autographs, pictures with Damar Hamlin, how popular he is. And he's not a starter, but Peter had this to say. You know, Dan, the weird thing, and I don't expect him to get cut. I, I really don't. But mm. right now... He's fighting for the fourth safety job in that camp. You know, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and they signed Taylor Rapp from the Rams in free agency, and he's uh, pretty solid at number three. And remember, DeMar Hamlin played last year, but only because of an injury to, DeMai- to uh, I'm sorry, to uh, Micah Hyde. So that's what you have to look out for. And again, 
I do not think they're going to cut him. However, I do think I would just watch that. Interesting. Because you don't want to be the coach or GM or both who has to go in and say, we're cutting DeMar Hamlin. Now, it doesn't mean he should make the roster because of that, but it's going to be tough to cut him. And if you're going to keep four safeties and he's your fourth safety, then maybe. Also, I was wondering about his medical benefits. I don't think he's played long enough where he can get medical benefits if they do cut him and he doesn't get to play or doesn't get picked up by another team. He probably has to have four years, and I don't think he has that. But that was another thing I thought of. I always go back to Tim Tebow when teams got to the point where I don't think they wanted to pick up Tim Tebow because the risk and the reward, and they didn't want the backlash and all the coverage of Tim Tebow, and he might not even make the team. But with Damar Hamlin, what do you do? He's not a starter, but he's almost recognized as right there with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Seaton. You, you, don't, you don't have to play him, but you can't cut him. You're trying to win a Super Bowl, got to get... Practice squad, something. Yeah, there's, I don't not, know. there's not room. There's not room for one guy that you just hold up. They just spent the whole year being like Demar Strong, pray for three, waving flags with his number on it, and then the very next season after he died on the field, they're gonna say sorry, you're not good enough. You're cut. I know. That is you. You can't do that. I well, they might do that. That is man. Yeah. That's a bad look. Yes, Paul. Okay, imagine you're the GM and it's cut down day. Final cuts. And you think there's a safety who has a better upside, better future than your other four safety, Damar Hamlin. Do you not give that guy the job because of the story and the loyalty to Hamlin? Because how is that fair to the other guy? Let's say it's close, but you, as a football decision, you're going to go with Timmy Smith, the safety who you like better. <laughs> I think if, if he was a starter then he would have more of an impact on the team from the standpoint of, I need to have him out there because he's a starter. He's a backup. Don't even know if he's going to play. Do I want to have somebody else maybe at another position that I can keep, and maybe I don't need to keep Tamar Hamlin? I mean, these are business decisions. Yes, Eden. I don't think the fourth string safety is winning or losing a Super Bowl, though. No, but you can get somebody else on the roster, and maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not at that position. Maybe you go with three and then you use that spot for somebody else on the roster. Will it make or break you? I think it has the potential to be negative if you don't keep him, as opposed to you cut him, and then you bring somebody else in. And then what kind of impact are they going to He's going to be the guy where you're like, oh, okay, so you're the guy that they kept instead of DeMar Hamlin. It's a tough situation there. Yeah, Paul? I could also imagine this is so unique that the Bills general manager – Let's say this is a backup guard. He doesn't have to run the backup guard being cut through ownership. But if he's thinking about mm-hmm. cutting Hamlin, he would have to call upstairs. Because uh, that's not, the like you said, the public uh, reaction to that, good or bad. He would actually have to call the owner. Yeah, PR move. But or, maybe, maybe he just makes the roster because he's ready to play again. And uh, I don't know. That 10th yeah. defensive back isn't winning or losing the Super Bowl either. You got to keep the dude on for one more year at least, in in the like one of the most, in, and that's even still being insensitive. But you had him last year when you did have an injury to one of your defensive backs, so he was going to play an important role for your team. If they had, I mean, you lose Micah Hyde and then you get him coming back or being able to fill in for him, then he of course you know nearly died, but he would have played a, an important role for that team.
But I feel like that the difference that we're talking about is being the second string guy versus being a practice squad guy. Those those I know that players move and they change um, based on injury and stuff, but it feels like that's a little that's well, a little closer than 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 just finding a spot for him. Well, no, but you were saying that I don't think the uh, whatever tenth defensive back is going to make a difference for this team. He would have made he would have been in a position to make a difference for the team because of an injury. Is what I'm saying. You can't say, well, he's on the roster. He won't play. They probably didn't think they were going to use him. Then they did. So he could have played a really important role one way or another, uh, you know, during late in the season and in the postseason. Yeah, Paul. I got a couple things here. Uh, Jordan, um, DeMar Hamlin, his rookie year 2021, he played in 14 games, but he didn't start. Because of injury last year, he started 13 games. He got pretty good grades as a tackler. He had 91 tackles on the season. Did not have any interceptions, but he graded out nicely. I'm looking at a couple of PFF articles. He's neither great nor bad at his position in his fill-in work his 13 games last year. Hamlin was in his second season. He isn't vested. That means, barring the Bills, the league, or the NFLPA stepping in and providing it, he's not eligible for post-career five years of health insurance that vested players receive, nor is he eligible for the pension vested players receive once they turn 55. That was just something I thought that uh, you have to be credited with three full seasons. Players do not become vested for a retirement pension until they have been credited with three full seasons. So, um, Get some phone calls in here. Uh, Zach in South Bend. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Got a uh, two-parter for you. Okay. Number one is I work with uh, the Fanbulance folks from the Notre Dame tailgate. Um, just wanted to kind of share that with you. They were talking about you the other day. So uh, rate that experience on a 1 to 10 for me. Um, and then real quick on the Jonathan Taylor and running back contracts. I'm just wondering if you could give me your thoughts on the lack of individuality with these contracts. I just think being in Indiana and being a Colts fan, um, Jonathan Taylor with the new running or with the new quarterback, Richardson, Steichen coming over from Philly. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jonathan Taylor is going to be a huge part of what we do, just like Derrick Henry is or Saquon is. Um, I'm just wondering where the individuality is. I don't think owners can play both sides and say, well, this is the market for him, but we plan on using him 350 times. Well, they don't, they don't look at them as people, Zach. I mean, they're just commodities, especially running backs. That's what it is. That's the cold reality of what this is. They don't care. Hey, you're here. Produce. Great. Hey, I had a great year. Do you want to give me a contract extension? No, we're going to franchise tag you. That's just the business part of this. When you start to think about running backs, and this has happened before. I mean, I, th- I think it's being brought to light now because Saquon Barkley playing in New York, obviously getting a lot of coverage, and had a really good year. Uh you know, he's been really good. He's also been banged up. He's helped Danny Dimes. Dimes got paid. Now everybody wants Saquon Barkley to get paid. I get it. It's just they play different positions, and that's why they're treated differently. How about the Cowboys? They go from Zeke Elliott to Tony Pollard, fourth-round pick. Chargers went from Melvin Gordon to an undrafted free agent, Austin Eckler. The Steelers replaced Le'Veon Bell with a third-round pick, James Conner. The Browns exchanged Carlos Hyde for Nick Chubb. It happens. It happens everywhere. It happens more often than you think. It's just we focused in on Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. 
man, they put up great numbers. Yes. Yes. But there's going to be somebody to come in and take their place eventually. Might not be as good. Might not be as flashy. Maybe a different style. But that's what happens. And I know we want them to get paid. But then are you going to do that at the, um, uh, the sacrifice of another player, another position? I mean, other teams aren't going to do this. These owners, they don't want to do this. And that's what's happening right now. Next year, there'll be a couple other running backs. And they'll be going through the same thing. It could be these two running backs going through the same thing. And then there will be other ones. It's just, that's, that's the cold, harsh reality of all of this. They'll move on from Jonathan Taylor in a couple of years. And then we'll go, oh yeah, whatever happened to Jonathan Taylor? Remember when he was going to hold out or he wanted to be traded and he had that back and forth with Jimmer? Yes, yes, we'll remember that. But there'll be another running back who comes in. And you got a new head coach and you got a rookie quarterback in Indianapolis. You need Jonathan Taylor. You need him far more than the Giants need Saquon Barkley. And probably the Raiders need Josh Jacobs. They're great running backs. Their teams need them. But if you're looking at this guy, he is your life raft. He's going to help Anthony Richardson. And that, you know, Shane Steichen, first-year coach, they're going to need all the help they can get. And then you got an owner who doesn't even need to say these things. You're not helping anything. And I, look, he gives great content. I appreciate that, but you don't have to be honest to the detriment of your team. You walked right into this and didn't need to. It's like you see a bear trap and you go, there's a bear trap right there. Well, let me see if I can just touch the top of it. Oh, got me. That's what happened. And now Jonathan Taylor, you know, is he going to run? Is he going to run hard? Because if he, let's say he gets 1,800 yards, do you think he's more likely to get a contract extension? Or is he just going to get franchised again? They're going to go, you know, you got a lot of wear and tear on those 1,800 yards that you gave us, but uh, let's see one more year here. And then we're hoping you get 1,800 yards again, and then somebody else might pick you up. I mean, look at Zeke Elliott. Anybody want Zeke Elliott? I mean, Tony Pollard came in, and I'm like, I would never bring Zeke back. You got Tony Pollard, he's a better running back. This is what happens. This is, and, and it didn't happen overnight, but it feels like it did. Yes, he. That's why I, I was kind of surprised at what Peter King said yesterday, where he basically he defended Jim Ursay by saying, you know, well, I think he's really just trying to say, come play this year, work really hard, and we'll reward <laughs> you the year after that with a new contract, which is ridiculous. Yes. He also then said that Jonathan Taylor was butthurt, which I don't really think was appropriate either. But um, the, the idea that, like, no, 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 it's after this year. Do it, do it again this year, and then we're really going to pay you. It's nonsense. But Jim Irsay has a history of paying his players before their contract ends. And that's where I side with Jonathan Taylor. Because, hey, you've taken care of these guys. What about me? Well, we don't take care of running backs. You know, we'll take care of our offensive guard, but we're not going to take care of you. I think that's what bummed him out is, hey, I'm, I play hard, run hard. Yes, I got banged up, but, you know, I'm still capable of rushing for 1,800 yards here. And you're going to need me even more this year. But that was what was surprising. And I'm surprised Peter was siding with Jim Irsay. Because Jim Irsay created all of this. He's not living up to his word that he used with other players on the team. And that you're not a good team. And you got a new coach and you got a new quarterback. You need Jonathan Taylor. Uh, let's see. Trent in Virginia. Hi, Trent. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, DC, how's it going? Had a couple things for you. First, I was a little disappointed this morning. I was fully expecting Fritzy to do a horrible Pee Wee Herman impression. Uh oh. I'm trying to use the phone. Yeah, that's that's, that's why we that's why we didn't uh, have him do it. Okay. And then secondly, when you were talking about Justin Fields as a dark horse MVP candidate, I'm kind of with you. I'd love for it to happen, but even if he's improved, I don't think the Bears are going to win enough games for them to vote for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's my thought with this, but it feels like there's. I think Dan Orlovsky was raving about uh, Justin Fields. I mean, he's a unique talent, but is he going to be a dark horse MVP? I, I guess. I mean, I don't know where he is on the the odds for being an MVP. He's got to win, and I think he's got to prove that he can throw the ball from the pocket. He's He can run, but so what? Um and, you know, with Kyler Murray, when Arizona would start out 9-1, and one, then he'd be an MVP candidate because he could do a lot of different things. And then all of a sudden, they would go back to being the Cardinals, and then he wouldn't be an MVP candidate. At least they would get to nine wins. Yes, Marv? If the Bears win the division, Justin Fields should win unanimously. <laughs> no one else should have a vote. Well, let's see what he does. If the Bears win, uh, you got to. I have to see what kind of numbers he puts up there. I think. I think you can't make a like a universal, like a blanket statement like that. You're going to be the MVP if you win the division. If that's the case, does Jordan Love become the MVP? The Packers aren't as bad as the Bears. Well, but you're filling in for Aaron Rodgers. They're picked to be last in the division, not the Bears. Bears, I think, have um, the best odds to uh, improve this year. You have to with that record. <laughs> you can't have negative wins. Okay, odds to be the most improved regular season team based off of victories. DraftKings has that for you. And number one on that list, you're going to have to wait until after our play of the day. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, God! Check this out. Out to left center field. Hayes racing after it. Dives! Oh, what a play by Austin Hayes! Throw back towards first. It is late, but Austin Hayes with an incredible catch in left center field. Austin Hayes, how do you do? Orioles have the best record in the American League, 65-41. and 41, Courtesy of the Orioles TV Network. Play of the Day brought to you by PXG's Next Gen 6 driver. It's so good, it'll be better than yours. Test our Gen 6 driver. If it doesn't deliver more distance or tighter dispersion than yours, we'll give you $100. Join the Gen 6 driver challenge at PXG.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. All right, I was teasing you before we went to commercial break. The uh, odds to be the most improved regular season team this year, according to DraftKings. Uh, I've already mentioned the Bears are number one. So who is number two? Best odds to be better than they were last year based off wins. Todd, I'll start with you. I'm going to say the Texans will do a few games better than three wins. All right. The Texans are third on the list. So Bears number one, Texans number three. Paulie? The Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos, which is why I went to Todd and thought maybe you would pick up on that, Todd. Because we'll they were see. so terrible last yes, year. Yes, they were. 5-12. and 12. So the Bears, Broncos, Texans, who would be fourth on the list. I don't know if they're still fourth on the list. If you said the Colts, you would be right. Followed by the Saints. Odds to be the last winless team in the NFL. That's according to DraftKings. Uh, there's a runaway favorite here. 
the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. That's messed up. Okay. Now, odds to be the last winless team in the NFL. Who's second? There's, there's two teams tied for second. Seton? The Texans? Yes. Yes. And? The Panthers? No. This one surprised me. The Rams. No, they're on the list. Pauly? Saints? No. Ugh. Atlanta? No. Bears? No. <laughs> Colts, Rams, the, Broncos, Raiders, yes. Titans. Titans. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Odds to be the last winless team in the NFL, the Titans and the Texans are tied after the Cardinals. Such disrespect. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Right. Mike Vrabel? Uh, yeah. Who's that? Is that Marge By Simpson? Accident. Mike Vrabel, he's not going to lose that many games so early. He's going to win at least the first of the three games. He'll be one and two. How many games is it going to take for them to win? By week four, they'll have probably two wins already. NFL MVP odds. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is number one. Let me see if there's anything really interesting here. I, I mentioned Justin Fields. It feels like he's getting, it's almost like it was his week here. That, hey, what about Justin Fields? Well, you got to, if you're going to compare him to Lamar Jackson, when Lamar Jackson won the MVP, Baltimore, I think, won the division and they were a playoff team. Justin Fields can be really good, but it doesn't matter in the NFL. From the standpoint of winning an award, you got to be a playoff team. If you're going to be the quarterback, you got to be a, a, a you know, playoff team. So the Ravens that year went 14 and 2. That's why Lamar Jackson. Coupled with the record and his performance, and he won the MVP. Patrick Mahomes, then Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson have the same odds, Aaron Rodgers, and then Justin Fields. Justin Fields ahead of Tua and Dak and Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith, Jared Goff. Those are the NFL MVP odds. I keep thinking, is this Joe Burrow's year? Has he leapfrogged Josh Allen, where we were waiting for Josh Allen to be MVP and Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl? Joe Burrow's already gone to the Super Bowl, but now you got the injury in preseason. Is this his year? Or Trevor Lawrence is somebody that I would probably take a flyer on at uh, plus 1,500 there. Aaron Rodgers, plus 1,600. I mean, what kind of numbers does he have? They just have to win. And if you win the division... As, as we've talked about, given how difficult the schedules are of the teams in the AFC East, if you win the division, you might be the only team in the division making the playoffs. Something to keep an eye on. But Justin Fields, plus 2,000 to be the MVP. When is the last time somebody won an MVP quarterback and his team didn't make the playoffs? Has that ever happened before? Five teams scored under 300 points last season in the NFL. The lowest scoring team, Todd's Broncos, followed by the Texans and Colts, who scored two more points than the Broncos did, then the Jets, and then the Titans. So the weakest offenses last year out of that group, who's going to improve the most? You would think the Jets would with uh, the addition of Aaron Rodgers. But Sean Payton in town with the Broncos, but they've lost some of their wide receivers. Uh, the Colts situation is a mess. The Texans 
don't have the firepower, and the Titans might be a big disappointment if you're looking at uh, Vegas' viewpoint. Yes, Pauline? In the modern era, there's not been an MVP that missed the playoffs. you got to go back to O.J. Simpson and Johnny Unitas, MVPs that missed the postseason, and the postseason was a lot tighter back then. Yeah, it was tougher to make the postseason, and I don't know what – I don't know what Buffalo was when OJ ran for 2,000 yards. But, you know, they probably were an uh, average team. They have seven wins that year. Yes, Paul. I got nine and five for your 1973 Buffalo Bills. Okay. Did not make the postseason. Yeah. Well, how many teams made the postseason then? That, that, that's probably why they didn't make it. What was that, 1972, 73? 73. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk quarterbacks coming up next hour. The rankings of the quarterbacks. Yes, Paul. Can you bet against MVP odds? Can you like almost like shorting a stock? Because I would like to bet against Deshaun Watson. I'm surprised he's on this list because he's plus three thousand. Deshaun Watson could lead the team to the playoffs, win the division, go fourteen and what is it three now? Mm. Uh, there are people that will not vote for him in the near future for any awards. I think there's some media people that would just leave him off the ballot. And I don't think he can win an MVP, despite his play, mm. behavior, whatever it may be. In the short term, I think the guy is a bit toxic. Oh, he's toxic, yeah. But if they went 14-3, and three, won the division, and he had a great year, you're not supposed to factor in off the field, even when it comes to the whole Pro Football Hall of Fame. They do. Just ask T.O. and Michael Irvin. Hour two coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 